This is Barry Zalma speaking for Claim School Incorporated's blog, Zalma on Insurance. Today we're going to talk about why, if you're going to sue someone for breach of contract, you need to have privity. And if you sue every State Farm insurer, you are acting in unconscionably because a litigant may not sue an insurer who did not insure the property owner. First-party property insurance, like a homeowner's policy, is a contract of personal indemnity between the person insured and the insurance company. State Farm Mutual Auto Insurance Company and State Farm General Insurance Company moved the United States District Court to dismiss all of plaintiff's claims against them. The motion was unopposed. In Bridget Butler v. State Farm et al., a June 23, 2023 decision of the United States District Court for the Western District of Louisiana, the person insured, Bridget Butler, whose home was damaged by two hurricanes, sued three State Farm insurance companies when only one insured her against the risk of loss to her property. Hurricane Laura made landfall near Lake Charles, Louisiana, and then Hurricane Delta made landfall near Lake Charles again. During the relevant time period, Plaintiff Bridget Butler owned property in Monroe, Louisiana, and an entity of State Farm provided a policy of insurance to her. Plaintiff alleged that the defendant failed to timely and adequately compensate her for her substantial losses pursuant to the policy. In turn, plaintiff filed suit against State Farm Auto, State Farm General, and State Farm Fire and Casualty, claiming liability for damages for breach of contract plus general damages and for statutory violations and penalties under Louisiana Revised Statute. State Farm General and State Farm Auto moved for dismissal of the claims against them. Plaintiff filed no response to the motion. Rule 12b-6 of the Federal Rules of Procedure allow for dismissal when a plaintiff fails to state a claim upon which relief can be granted. Analyzing the law, the trial court, Judge Kane concluded that since the complaint alleges that the, quote, defendant, close quote, issued and maintained a policy insuring her property, the complaint does not provide a specific policy number, and the complaint asserts a policy number was unable to be identified because the, quote, defendant did not comply with plaintiff's request for production of the policy number. Attached to their motion to dismiss, State Farm General and State Farm Auto put forth an insurance policy with the policy number 99CCX642-7, and both companies assert the attached policy is the policy referenced in the complaint. The attached policy is from State Farm Fire and Casualty and names plaintiff as insured in the property as the location 
of the premises with a policy period of 12 months beginning August 25, 2020. State Farm General and State Farm Auto are not listed as parties to the attached policy. Additionally, both State Farm General and State Farm Auto maintained that neither entity had issued a policy to plaintiff. Under Louisiana law, no action for breach of contract may lie in the absence of privity of contract between the parties. State Farm General and State Farm Auto are not parties to the attached policy, and each assert it did not provide plaintiff with any insurance coverage. Therefore, neither State Farm General nor State Farm Auto are in privity of contract with the plaintiff, and according to the attached policy, plaintiff is only in privity of contract with State Farm Fire and Casualty. The court concluded that the defendant's State Farm General and State Farm Auto Insurance Company's motion to dismiss must be granted, and they, and it was granted. Plaintiff still maintains claims against State Farm Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. There should be, in my opinion, no excuse for a plaintiff to require the State Farm entities State Farm General and State Farm Auto, to move to dismiss when a simple telephone call between the attorney for the defendants and the attorney for the plaintiff could decide who the insurance company is, provide the plaintiff's counsel with a copy of the policy, and the plaintiff's counsel would normally without question, dismiss without prejudice, and move on with the lawsuit. Making this extra effort a necessity is not going to help the plaintiff. Miss Butler should not have gone forward as this case indicates. The decision of the court was easy, but Judge Kane has more important things to do than deal with an unnecessary motion that could have been resolved between two reasonable attorneys. Sanctions against the plaintiff's attorney could have been warranted, but uh, the good judge decided to simply rule on the motion and get it off his books. This video was adapted from my blog, Zelma on Insurance, which is available free to anyone who clicks on the URL zelma.com slash blog. You can subscribe to the blog and then you will receive notice of at least five, sometimes six blog postings a week. You can also subscribe to the videos on YouTube and rumble.com. And if you found the blog and or the videos to be interesting or useful to you, please tell your friends and colleagues about the blog and the videos so that they too can subscribe and receive the free blog and the free videos. If you're interested in further details on insurance, insurance law, and insurance fraud, please consider for a small fee subscribing to my Locals community and or my Substack publications.
Thank you for your attention.